0: We are alive. Oh, happy a father. What's up, buddy? We were we
1: were just disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. disgusting. we, were, we just were just discussing disgusting. the finite we were a little disgusting oh, uh, really, just a little the bit. fine audio job that Mr. Seven is capable of doing and <laughs> how he blew that's... me away with the size. Because size does matter, <laughs> ch- if you're if you're listening and or watching. Uh, of the of the audio file that you guys are currently hearing running in the background, which is the beautiful beautiful sounds of a busy cafe, which I think is probably, in my opinion, the best background noise that you could have. Um,
0: yeah, I, I like I mean, the. Audio. Uh,
1: it's just you know.
0: You know, it, it's funny <laughs> because you were like, "Hey, send me the file for this," and I was like, "Sure," and <laughs> I forgot that I had used this file as an uncompressed backing track, and that's where I got it. And so yeah. I was like, sure, I'll, yeah, that's pretty legit. I'll send that over to you. And I go to, we use a Google Drive, and so I go to Dragon, and it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like barely, it's six gig. <laughs> Let's just say I'm glad uh, I
1: have a two terabyte. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Hey,
0: that was a shot. That's a tough flex.
1: I mean, most a flexing? lot of people say the audio doesn't take up much space. You know, but
0: yeah, most oil. people ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> the most meaningless, How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. The most meaningless audio file I have in my library of six gig. I'm fine, everything's it's good. meaningless, it's the background drop for our podcast. That's true, as yes, it is. But well, happy Tuesday! It is, uh, Jeez. February the 13th, 2024, the year of our Lord 2024. Um, can you believe it's already February the 13th? No, no, no. Me either. But we are doing a podcast two weeks post our previous podcast, so I'm pretty proud of is us. this.
1: Is this two episodes we did on schedule? It is.
0: It is, and it's becoming a trend. I'm worried.
1: Is this habit forming?
0: Is this... It might be. It might be. Maybe... Do I actually have my life somewhat <laughs> under enough control <laughs> to commit to something two weeks oh. out? Is that what's
1: happening? Let's go ahead and calm down. Yeah, let's just it calm may, down That, right be, that okay, might be... That might be yeah. That might be you, we were. We were... We were, you know, here, and then you went to here, and uh, you need to bring it back Got to bring it back down. All Whoa. <clears throat> what you got there, buddy? That's new. <sighs>
0: <laughs> That's brand new. <laughs> Did it evaporate off your tongue as you... <laughs> Mel got something new, and uh, she was like, hey, try this. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> We've had a discussion about how
1: Seven's wife is trying, though not admitting that she is trying to, in fact, collect the life insurance.
0: She's 100% trying to collect life insurance. And she's got to make it look deniable. And this it was a step in the right direction. Very well.
1: If, I imagine Mel holding one of those Acme poison Jugs. It's just a big mason jug with like the poison skull and bones on it.
0: I, I will tell you, it's not bad, but it is much like licking the inside of a fuel tank of an F, F- sixteen fighter. It is, it is. Strong. I have nothing to gauge that off of. I can't. Uh, that was hot. It
1: Ooh, hit- oh, can can I show you? I learned something at Garrison Brothers. Okay. Do you want? Un- do you want to know how you properly taste as the sommeliers taste whiskey? I, I would love to know. Okay. So you take your whiskey uh-huh, in hand, uh-huh. as one does. Okay. And you, you s- gently and, and slightly open your mouth. Okay. And then you stick your nose in the glass and you breathe in through your nose and, and your, your mouth. mouth at the exact same time. Yeah, Yeah. And then after you take a deep, like, inhale of it, right? Uh-huh. You take a little bit on the back side of your tongue. Uh huh. And then you kind of kind of go on your tongue. Yeah. yeah go. You know you want to do it. You know you want to do it. Okay. And then swallow it, and it, it should
0: kind of permeate okay. Okay. flavor right. wise. Yeah, the whiskey ain't bad. I'm not complaining about the whiskey. It just surprised me. It was not a- What is it? <clears throat> <sighs> so she comes home with a bottle of something. It's a blended bourbon from Utah. Okay. I, she saw this bottle on the shelf, and she's like, hi, West, I'm in. So she grabs this bottle. Um, it's a blended bourbon from Utah. It's not bad. Uh, first time I've tried it, literally just opened the bottle. and it has an actual wood cork in it, uh, which is kind of nice. You, know, you, you lose a lot of that. That's crazy. A lot, a lot of synthetics and plastics and stuff now, so that was yeah, kind of nice. Yeah. Um, good flavor. Good flavor. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to finish this off and see what we think. But my throat feels better. So definitely some... <laughs> Grandpa's all of cough medicine. What are you what are you why are we talking about me? What do you have tonight? My,
1: my my thing is this like you mentioned blended whiskey from Utah, and all I imagine is some
0: Mormons just like pouring dude, a bunch
1: of stuff in a vat. I picked up the like, bottle.
0: So I, I, I was gonna try it the other night and decided not to. So I pick up the bottle and I'm like,
1: hmm,
0: let me look look at what it is. I had not looked at it. I was like Sure. Blended bourbon, I was like huh. and it said Utah, and I was like,
1: Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, Lord. Like, oh, Lord. Uh, are you guys allowed to have bourbon let's, in Utah? Open it's that like... up. <laughs>
0: let's see what happens. Yeah. Did it go to... Yeah, all my. When you, oh, you yeah. Corked it? All my uh, Northern Kentucky friends and coworkers, They the spider senses went off. They have no idea why. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> it's like a million voices screamed in <laughs> the <out of> darkness. <laughs> and, we're,
0: and we're suddenly silenced. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah. so what are you having to drink tonight?
1: So this is—I've always.
0: Been, <laughs> this is we, my favorite. We start. We definitely didn't even start like this, uh, this ever. Is, this is my favorite start.
1: <laughs> I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Makers. Um, yeah, I've always liked Makers. It's just like like a daily. If you're gonna have a, a, a glass, yep. like a sipper. Yep. And they had uh, Makers Mark uh, French Oak. Uh, French. Excuse me. They call it French Oaked. I'm. I'm it just is finished in French oak barrels. Gotcha. Um, and, and it's got just the teeny tiniest. Imagine bourbon with just a teeny tiniest bit of hint of smoke to it. And It's actually okay. really good. I am not a fan of Scotch or peaty Yeah. Whiskies. Yeah. But if they have just a just a hint of it, I'm I'm okay with it. So yeah, I can bad, I
0: can get behind a rye. You know, I can get behind something like this, which is a pretty mm-hmm. sharp whiskey i i tend to bail out on single malts right when it's really peaty yeah um and i'm i'm like you i have a daily it's woodford right it's just an easy you can go daily. maker's mark is great that sounds like a pretty good take on maker's mark though um that sounds good yeah i haven't had it it sounds good
1: yeah i'm I'm a bit i'm okay with it i think just regular makers is good for me or maker's reserve is actually really good yeah this one's this one's different a little different
0: so. Well, cool. Well, uh, you know, yeah. today, we, um, we're going to do a podcast. If you're listening to us, uh, you can always catch us live on YouTube. We are live uh, if we respond to chat. Howdy, folks, in chat. Thank you for being here. Um, we tend not to respond a bunch in chat. We may do that more tonight, given the subject matter. Um, yeah. yeah. So these, these podcasts can be found wherever you are. Uh, we have folks all over the world listening to us. Um, again, shout out to our fans in Jamaica. We want to come see you, find a way to make it happen. We'll come down and hang out and do our podcast there. I'd love to – we were talking about recording a podcast on the beach, how much fun that would be. So um, you can find us anywhere you get podcasts, but also you can find us on YouTube. So you know, if you're on YouTube watching right now, appreciate you being here live. If you're on a podcast and you're listening, check us out on YouTube sometime and you can hang out and chat. Maybe even uh, we'll mention you on the podcast. So tonight we're doing something a little bit different than what we normally do. So if, you're, if you've are if you been around uh, the podcast some, you know that our format is, we have a, a series of current events that we've gone and found in the news. And we talk kind of specifically about those events. Now, a lot of times they revolve around space, science. Um, that's a, a common nerd point for us. Occasionally we get into other things, yeah. environmental, food, right? There's a lot of things that we kind of um, have as repeating subjects. If you have been looking at the news lately, you know how hard it is to find subjects that we would actually want to talk about. Because we are two friends having a good time having a conversation, we don't want to pollute that with some of the stuff that's in the news. Now, I will be honest, Hapa and I have had a lot yeah. of those conversations not on podcast and not on stream. Those are for me and Hapa only. But um, yeah, yeah. But it's not the kind of thing that we really want to make you know a big conversation about. But that is the entire news cycle. So. Um, We have a little bit different format tonight. We're going to be talking about um, artificial intelligence video games. Uh, There was a really good article that you had. I think it was on IGN. Um, We'll talk about that. Um, We're going to be talking about the streaming services and the use of advertisements. I think that um, you put that in there just to trigger me, so thanks. Uh, And then, you know, if, if I'm not so triggered that I go for two and a half hours on that one subject yelling, um, we'll be talking about the impact of plastic beads on Mardi Gras, um, which, you know, once you hear it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense, but it's not something I'd ever thought about. So there is some impact there we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we'll go into what you watch in HAPA. We'll do, uh, you know, what you listen to, 7. We'll talk about what we've been playing. Um, and then we're going to do something a little bit different with our HAPA's rules, and we're going to go, if you, if you were here for the last podcast, uh, HAPA actually got through his list of rules, and we're going to go back to the top of those rules, and we're going to start talking about where they came from, And just have some, you know, real-life conversations about what those rules are to each of us and what those meant in our lives. And, you know, and I think that'll be uh, a fun set of conversations to have. So does that sound good to you, my man? Yeah, man. You know, Seven and I had talked about this
1: before. We kind of already knew. I suppose I didn't count on topics being this rough, even even in 2024, the election, you know, oh, yeah. stuff that's going on and everything, I, I thought that you would be able to find it. And, and I'll tell you right now, like for those of you out there listening or if you're watching on YouTube, like we have a lot of sites that we delve into <laughs> yeah, yeah. looking for Absolutely. news. And I like I have I have six different news um, websites that aren't even they don't even do news based around like people. Like it's one of them is science news, one of them's geekdom, one of them's like all this stuff, and you'll go through and you read it, and even those uh, sites sometimes their news is like two, three, four weeks old because I figure they're having problems yep. finding news topics to talk about. So uh, bear with us. I I don't think that this is bad. That that uh, seven and I. Don't necessarily pull directly from articles we just have a discussion based off of our our what we think, which I think tonight's gonna be mostly focused around that. I did send seven a couple articles, but to be honest with you, I was like I already knew these conversations were gonna organically happen so I wasn't too worried about um, like quoting from the article or whatever the case may be so you know, you know yeah, happen on the excited. news
0: on the news front um, I don't know if you saw and this is not on our list to talk about but i don't know if you saw but john stewart rejoined the daily show yesterday oh did he he did on mondays only uh, from what i understand but interesting if you haven't seen it you should i think you in particular should based on conversations we've had and what i think i realize is the world needs john stewart <laughs> and on the daily show oh yeah for you know, sure there's a yeah. certain amount of just hilarious sanity that comes out of watching a program like that, and the way that he does it. So, uh, you should go watch that. And I, I was like, "Oh man, this is this is where we got off of the insane timeline because people can't, you know, can't be funny about everything anymore." And then this is—he's yeah, right yeah. back to it. I will tell you, he's—he hasn't lost a step, right? The guy's amazing. So, um, so go check that out. And and I'm maybe maybe John's the power of John Stewart compels us. Maybe the news cycles break <laughs> apart and thaw a little bit, and we'll get some really kind of that alternate news that we've always liked back in there. Right. But I will say, um, failing that, I, I agree with you. I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about these things. Um, it's something that I think over time we will do more of. Uh, we will have, you know, yeah. current events, yeah. and we're going to have subjects that we just come back to. Um, <clears throat> and we talk about <clears> – <throat> we've talked about having interesting conversations about historical events, and I think that could be a lot of fun. So um, it's a new it's a new way of doing it. We're going to see how it goes. I think it will be a lot of For fun. Sure. We'll see how it goes, but y'all, 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 you know, along for the ride, all you, all you folks. But if you were looking for your news, if you were depending on us as your source of news, I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. For everything that went wrong in your life that led to that moment.
1: We're about, (laughs) we're about the biggest parody you could possibly have on
0: news. We are not a dependable source of anything except whiskey recipes.
1: I could definitely whip up some good drinks. I don't lie. That's, that's I might not be doing. able to tell you whether an old fashioned is an old fashioned with brandy or what. No, that's not
0: true. Oh uh, no, no, we have voted. The 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 we, we have, have voted. Voted. Yes, it's not an old fa- it's not an old fashioned with brandy. It's something else. It could be a
1: it could be a, a what was the capital of Wisconsin again? I don't even remember. Madison. Uh, Madison. It could be a <laughs> Madison. We can call it a
0: Madison. <laughs> but we won't call it an old fashioned. Was that, damn it! That was not intentional disrespect, right? You actually had forgotten the. <laughs> I literally had forgotten. Okay. Okay. I mean, does anybody really know the capital <laughs> he, of Wisconsin? I mean. <laughs> I was like, he's throwing shade. <laughs> Let's be honest. Wisconsin over this brandy old-fashioned. I'll forget all about your damn state. I don't even want to know about it. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's 49 states. <laughs> <laughs> you were never a real state anyway. <laughs> brandy old-fashioned. Look, ar-rumf. Look. a rum, a
1: I barely remember <laughs> what the capital of, of like, the state uh, I grew up in or Texas is. So it's like yeah. whatever. And I live here. So, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> you actually live in the capital
1: of that state, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what is it? I don't I have no oh. idea. I have no idea. anyway. Who am I? Yeah, yeah. All right. So. What do we have for dinner? <laughs> That's more important. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay, so let's introduce this uh, this <laughs> it is more important. Dinner is more important. What the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. let's let's talk about this first <laughs> subject. Um, and you know, the, the kind of way I title it was, is AI in video games good or bad thing? And I, I am going to dig way yeah. into this. So why don't you introduce it kind of from your standpoint, what you were thinking when you said, hey, let's talk about this and and we can dig into it.
1: So there's there's two conversations that really should occur around this topic because I'm talking – there's a couple things I, I meant to elicit with this topic is one – the, to- the topic that I know you're going to talk about, which is the developers yep. are actually AI. Like they're yep. using AI to develop yep. games. What I'm talking about is a little bit more in line with connecting AI in a game. Yeah. So you literally might have an NPC that literally reacts to the environment or even your dialogue lines or whatever's going on to create a more in-depth experience. In the game, yep. right? Yep. And I think both of those are kind of important things to talk about. But yeah. So, so let me hear. Let me hear your take. Where, where do you Where are you at on this?
0: So, <clears throat> maybe to give some, you know, uh, a point of reference, I've been in software engineering for thirty years, um, and it's been interesting to watch over the past very recent future as people start talking about AI and and more practically talking about ChatGPT, pretty specifically, and how it impacts the software engineering world. So everything from, oh, it can write tests, right, that test our software to, you know, it can answer questions for developers who are, you know, asking a question. Look, developers, software developers use Stack Overflow for everything anyway. So your best developers at some point in 2001 or 2002 just got really good at Google. And now it turned into Stack Overflow sometime in the 2010, 2011, 2012 timeframe. Stack Overflow is a site where developers answer other developers' questions. And so that became, like, the thing. Um, and then now you've got kind of ChatGPT, where people just ask ChatGPT, how should I achieve this in code? And what's really interesting yeah. when you see that is if you've seen it enough at this point, you can spot it. So that's that's a thing. But what has blown me away, and this is, probably some, this is something you and I have definitely talked about, but um, what has blown me away is how much people will depend on it. And what I mean by that is you're talking about an engineering discipline, right? An engineering discipline by nature is creative, meaning it creates something. It is designed to create a thing. You know, mechanic maintains, engineer creates, and that there's a big difference between those. And when the human being is out of it and the machine is creating, why do I need the human being anymore? So that's where a lot of fears are coming from where people are like, yeah. oh, my God, chat GPD is going to take over the world and AI and whatever. And some people are literally just using it in a way that becomes really obvious and their code and their things they're right. doing, their solutions are uncreative. <laughs> and so there, there is the ubiquity. Um, I think it's caught a lot of pe- people off guard, right? It's been a few years in the making, you know, depending on where you stand in the world of technology, you've known about it for an amount of time. It's just gotten to a point where people are using it more and people are coming out of schools now, And they obviously used AI, chat, GPT, whatever, to graduate school. And now they believe that that's how they do their work. And it is is really, truly impacting how software gets built. So having said all of that context, here's what I will say. There's a game that came out recently, and I do not know if this is the truth or not, but there was a game that came out recently. I have some friends who really love it. I have some people in chat who really love this game. But when the game came out and I was talking to our buddy Deacon and I was talking to HAPA, one of the things I said was, This is a game that Chat GPT would have generated. So, as as someone who spends all my day, every single day looking out for Chat GPT earmarks, right? Meaning,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, I think that was not written by the human. I think that was written by Chat GPT. So, I spent a lot of my time doing that. When this game came out, I was like, Oh, that looks exactly like something Chat GPT made. And yeah. then I had this case of a little bit of moral dilemma right because so what if people are enjoying it so what and yeah now I'm in a real state of do I think that's a good thing or do I not think that's a good thing I I kind of want to have conversations about it on one hand I love when I see something like what Larian Studios did with Baldur's Gate 3 and spent years and years and years creating a nearly yeah. perfect work of art that only humans can dream and create. And on the other hand, a lot of the game studios suck and would have been better served by just asking ChatGPT what people wanted. Because a lot of the game studios, we know this, don't <laughs> listen to their their players. They don't care. Yeah.
1: At yeah. least ChatGPT yeah.
0: cares. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. Like, where do I stand on that? And then there is the other side of it. I'm going to let you talk about that, right? I, I definitely have feelings about it, but the AI interacting inside the game, I think that is the f- fascinating, like, to me, that is the superpower, right? That is yeah. where, oh my gosh, can you imagine how alive world's, like, Cyberpunk 2077, let's say, could feel Exactly. if these things were, yeah. were interacting in that way. Now, the problem is guardrails, right? Like, <laughs> it can do anything it wants. It can say anything it wants. Um yeah, I will point out for anyone listening just before we get too far into the other subject. If you're, so if you're a software engineer, you're a software developer, and you're talking about Chat GPT as a way to help you do your business, I'm not necessarily discouraging that. But I will warn you: if you don't have a private instance of this, everything you do, yeah. ask, upload, or track via Chat GPT is now public knowledge. There are people who have uploaded schematics <clears throat> for, say, microprocessors, and asked ChatGPT, Chat GPT a question about it those schematics were now public domain so if you are planning on using it please know the risks of using it um if you're going to use it for a company endeavor please for the love figure out a way to get a private instance um and don't let everybody have your stuff because they out there looking for it so yeah so what do you think Hapa, about uh about what i've said um your opinions on that and then you know if you want to bleed into how it might manifest itself within the game i'd love to hear that too I mean so
1: so for me, one of the things that I'm hopeful for I guess this is the cynical part of me because I don't believe that will be the greater good of it will occur but like the idea that you might use AI as your QA because we already see it regularly you know in games specifically where it just appears that QA is not occurring yeah or it's or it's occurring but X, Y, and Z, which is the what the community sees as a problem or a bug or an issue, is getting put at the bottom of the list for ABC, whatever, whatever those rules are. So if it's capable of making the job smoother and making software design flow better to where you might not need to worry about QA issues, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And this is – I'm obviously talking on the developer side of the house. What I'm worried about, and again, this is the cynical side of me, is that it's making us lazy. AI in general, across the board, is it's already been proven in colleges and schools all over the country, at least here in the U.S. It's making – because let's be honest, okay, that college degree means nothing to probably – I would say 80% of the students in college, like it really doesn't whatever they're getting a degree in, whether that's upside down underwater basket weaving, (laughs) right. Or literal astronomical. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or whether it's, you know, rocket science, those guys, maybe it means something, but a lot of the, a lot of the, the folks that start college meaning well, end college just because they feel they need to end college and they don't even do a job based around the de- degree path that they had right it's just they've got a piece of paper and so colleges are trying or schools i shouldn't say colleges because i i saw a freaking reel the other day where it was a high school professor calling out the students publicly that were obviously using chat bt you know chat GPT to write essays and stuff yep. to the point where like some of his students he was like if you're going to copy and paste what chat GPT says you might want to re- remove the line at the beginning of <laughs> the essay that says generated by chat GPT at least like have the brains yeah. to do that yeah. so if, if if the students don't even have the the mindset to, to at least try to make it look like they're doing like why are we even entertaining education systems at this point right like and, and that's the thing that worries me. That's the cynical side of me is that if AI is being used in development of software or games, that we're going to get so lazy and sloppy that it's just going to be a mess. Like, just everything's going to continuously get
0: worse. At some, worse, some so. point, it will be homogenized, <clears throat> right? At some point, let's yeah. say there's 50, engine, or 50 developers, game developers that go out there, and they're going to make a game, and they all use chat GPT. At some point, the games will be so similar. Right, that right, that we're we're gonna have to have the pendulum swing the other way, and I'll I'll throw a different su- a, a slight tweak on this subject out there and get your I want to get your feels on that, right? So, there's a podcast I was listening to recently, and they were talking about the that artificial intelligence is generating music. So here's what's really interesting to me. You you know me, musician, right? I care about this stuff, and I believe music has a soul, and I believe I believe a musician to create a really good piece of music, they impart a part of their soul to that music. Now, sure. Electronic music has given us some really, 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 really firm patterns on how that music is made and popularized. I am not knocking electronic music. Having said that, there are bots out there which can generate, quote unquote, chill house electronic music. Why? Because it's an algorithm, right? It's an algorithmic beat. Yeah. in this podcast I was listening to, it was a really interesting conversation about is that even music or is right. that background noise? And I would be yeah, someone yeah. who would say that's not actually music, right? So there's, there's a moment of art protection, right? Anytime you, you look at a piece, a, a, a work of art, and I consider video games highest art form, you and I have talked about this. So whether sure, that's a yeah. movie, whether that's a painting, whether that's music, whether that's an image, whatever that might be, whatever that art is – is it art if something other than a human generated it? And what I will say is, to me, I want music generated by humans. I don't mind background noise generated by an algorithm. That I can live with that if I'm just in an office building and there's something playing in the background. But as far as my music appreciation self, I want the human right. being to create it. And I would say the same thing for video games. I would say the same thing for paintings. I would say the same thing for anything. I want something a human invested in, had the idea of, cared about, crafted, and delivered. And part of that is, I guess, to me, a bit of the social transaction that occurs with that. When I play a video game Mm -hmm. and I enjoy a video game and I buy a video game, whatever, I'm telling those developers, I think you did a fantastic job. Right. And if everything is chat GPT and everything is AI, what are we?
1: Yeah and, and and for me that's the thing that really worries me in the long term. I'm hopeful that humanity would wake up to its own bullshit, excuse the expression, but <laughs> I mean that's that's where we're headed, right? Cuz it at least to me it seems like as times goes on, if there's something that makes something easier, we're just going to do it. Right. We won't ask the question, should we should we use this easier way like should we, you know, uh, build this game or whatever um, using AI, like, maybe this is a problem. And, like, Rita brings up a, a good example. I saw a video of a game where they had AI NPCs. And the NPCs, by nature of AI, because it's learning, it knows it's stuck yeah. in a construct oh, yeah. of a video game Absolutely. to the point where the game just started breaking down and crashing because <laughs> essentially the game had a mental breakdown. Like, you know? Yeah, there's... And so,
0: <clears throat> that's... It's, it's scary, right? So there was a story, and, and you know, I, I can't verify its, its historical accuracy, but it's a story that, that lives in my world, and I've heard it, where there's a Google engineer, and the Google engineer is working on translation software. So I, I want to translate English, or I want to translate Spanish to Japanese, let's say. Um, right. So the way that works is your Rosetta Stone idea set, right? So you have, I know English. I can, learn, I can learn Spanish, I can learn Japanese. So what I do is I say, English is my Rosetta Stone. English is what I'm going to translate everything to first. So I'm like, yeah. cool, you're speaking Spanish. I'm going to translate translate that to English, and then I'm going to translate that to Japanese. And so that's how traditionally human beings translate language. That's how right. we, we taught machines to translate language. And so the story is that there was a Google engineer who was working on machine learning, right? And he was like, hey... I want the machines to learn how to translate and I want a better translation engine because Google cares about this and a lot of humans care about this and so yeah. engineers like cool I'm gonna do this sets the model loose on this translation and it runs and it begins to to speak in languages that the engineer doesn't recognize and so the yeah. language becomes yeah. fragmented and unrecognizable and what had happened was the machines had decided that English was not a good enough or convenient enough or efficient enough Rosetta Stone, and it was just going to make its own language. And so the machines began to use it to develop their own language. And, of course, the engineer, in a moment of absolute wisdom, unplugged the damn thing. So it was a moment where it was like, <laughs> no. Had, mm, yeah. no. yeah, No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. right?" Like uh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, machines yeah. are talking to the machines in a language they, that we don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing
1: cuz you're going to get to a point where like you're going to be like okay well when are we get, when we're going to nu- get nuked like when are we going to get nuked yeah, when, like when are right, when I is see. i saw all the movies. when is ai going to be like look humans are in the way let's, <laughs> they're inefficient. let's go ahead and remove them right, they're meat bags yeah. they're only yeah. good to be batteries yeah, they're right? just, all the movies it,
0: exactly exactly <laughs> they're excellent batteries really bad livestock right like this is really bad
1: to have as livestock
0: yeah for sure yeah now
1: now that being said though the thing that i love and the idea of and i sent a video and i've, I've quoted her before on the podcast i've told seven this before but there's a there's a girl out there her name's alana pierce and she has mm. been in games uh, uh 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 games um journalism or game whatever you want to call it for years and years and years and she's she has surprised me a few times with her insight and thought process. Like case in point, went back in when we talked about Twitch, uh, essentially allowing, for all intents and purposes, porn on Twitch, sure. but they'll just label label it art, which is like, a big win. For my
0: and My thirteen year old son thinks this is one of the greatest <laughs> things that's ever been added to Twitch. Right? I'm learning art. I, so like I, yes, art class, Dad. <laughs> which.
1: And the thing that she brought up that I I was like blown away because I was kind of curious to see what her take on it was is she had mentioned that, in her opinion, she was fine with it because a lot of the weirdos were going to get segmented into that art section. And when she streamed games, she didn't have to worry about as many of them right. coming to her stream. And I thought, okay, that's kind of a, a an interesting take. But anyways, I digress. So the thing that she mentioned on here that really opened my eyes to this whole subject of AI and game dev is she had said what if you are able to get AI to interact with programming to where it actually attaches AI to NPCs in a fashion that makes them react to their environment. So... It could be as, as simple and innocuous as a group of, of NPCs walking down a sidewalk, and it starts raining, and they hold newspaper over their heads. Or, you know, they may, as you're walking toward them, they may react to you coming towards them. Or, you know, the lines of dialogue that you might have with an NPC the developer could say we don't care what you say necessarily to the player as long as you get to this yeah. end goal <laughs> yeah. and it may make a dynamic conversation actually occur in a game and that to me the 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 idea that you could open up a game like that because everybody knows the games where you're like you get choice a and b to say and a a is you know, happy, B is, is angry, and then you follow that flowchart. You know what I mean? And 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 that's fine. We're used to that. It's been that way for years and years and years. But the, the idea of how much this can open up yep. Yep. possibly a game, like you said, like Cyberpunk or any of those games like that, that could be pretty intense. Like, there's just a wealth of, of options there that could occur. Absolutely. And that's... That's the part that I'm excited about that I would like to see more so than the actual development
0: itself. So So. to me, what you're describing there, and I agree with you, is if you use AI as a replacement for your creativity, boo on you. If you use AI as an enhancer of your creativity, you got my attention. And I agree. So artificial intelligence in a game. You know, one of the things that if you're a gamer, been a gamer all my life, right, that's been a. I mean, you know, 22 years. (laughs) It's been, uh, you know, um, much longer than 22. But it has been a long time. (laughs) As long as I've been playing games, I'll tell you a story. I remember the first time I played an online game. It was Command & Conquer. And it worked over a dial-up modem, and I played with my cousin. And we had to play at night right because we couldn't tie up the phone lines and so late at night yeah, yeah we called each other and like hey you ready yeah i'm ready cool hang up the phone and in 10 seconds i'm gonna make my computer call your computer and we're gonna play command and conquer it was the first time yeah. i had played a truly online pc game and it was the first time i experienced having an opponent who thought right because yeah game developers i've always had like algorithm-based, heuristic-based characters in games that you interact with, and they have a very preset script that they abide by. Yeah, and what we're yeah. talking about is this, over time, we haven't really gotten that far with those. So in video games, you know, we're, you know, there's a game we'll talk about later that we've been playing, great lines, great dialogue. Eventually, they repeat, right? Eventually, you're talking yeah, to the, yeah. the NPCs, and they start doing the same thing over and over again. We haven't really gotten that far, in that space, the the way that characters interact with you in a video game is still pretty static, you know, for the most part. And so if, if there are game developers out there, and I'm sure there are, who are looking at how do I create a living world, you know, um, where you go interact with someone and it's always a different interaction. A, I think it's going to be really cool. B, I think some people are going to fall head over heels into that world and never come out of it. Right, Because it's going to be...
1: Yeah, that's the scary side of
0: it, right? right? Yeah, for sure. Because already people are like, oh, I was talking to ChatGPT this whole time. Yes, you were. And you thought it yeah. was real, yeah. right? Like, we're going to have that. But C, you're probably going to see the what I think is a, an inevitability anyway, that video games are going to become the preferred medium of entertainment for the majority of society. Right. I think that there's going to yeah. come a point where video games are going to surpass movies. And it'll probably oh, yeah. be... Around the time somebody actually gets crazy. And I promise you this whoever figures this out, we will all be playing that video game. Every one of us. We'll be streaming it, we'll be playing it. Oh, I'm sure. We'll be hanging out in it. We'll be laughing have about it. S- have you seen that movie Her
1: with Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I can't remember who does the the voice. Uh Scarlet Johansson. So that's, who does that's the, the, the you, level dog. <laughs> well, I'm horrible <laughs> with names, man. Um, but but like that's that's Something I am concerned about for the future that that's gonna be 100%. where we go because we're already seeing the lack of human interaction in in people in general. Like, yep, I I one hundred percent will call myself out on the guiltiness <laughs> of like I hate people. I hate people. <laughs> like, like people people can invite me out to a night. I'm gonna be like, are there gonna be people there? Yes, then I'm good. Now I'll stay home. Like, because I just you know. Nine, 9 out of 10 people typically I just can't stand and you know the for me one of the advertisements that has really resonated me with me is there's it's it could be it's just simple it's somebody sitting at a table eating lunch or something and you just hear the cacophony of voices Yep. So, like, our backgrounds sound right now but, like, turned up to max yep. just constantly. And they they turn to do something, and then that just goes away. And, and, and like, that's – for a lot of people, that's how interaction with other people is. It's just too much mm-hmm. stimuli mm-hmm. nowadays. Now, we say that's too much stimuli while we sit at a computer listening to Spotify surfing the Internet while playing a video game and – you know, dog barking in the background, right? Uh, yeah. But like, so so that's the thing that I'm, I, I guess I'm worried about in the long term because we're already at a point where some people won't even recognize that they're – I mean, there's scams out there right now where they're using AI to mimic yep. voices and you don't even know that you're not talking to Dude, a relative. You're the, talking to a computer, When you get right? into
0: talking about the deep fakes, whether it's – mm-hmm there's so much – so here's the thing. Humans are assholes. That's the real problem. For sure. And, you know, people talk about machine learning and AI. It is just a reflection of humans. So every machine learning model is a reflection of the human who created it and how good they were at putting guardrails in place to make it act whatever. So here's what I promise you. Things like machine learning, you turn it loose on an image set of human beings, it's going to be racist. Why? Because... Dark skin still doesn't, we still don't have photographic equipment that does a good job of taking pictures of dark skin. And we take much less pictures of people with dark skin. And I've seen this occur. Like, this is not me guessing. I've actually worked on projects where this occurred. And we don't understand all of that yet. When um, Zuckerberg was in front of of Congress and was having to talk about Facebook and the algorithm and what they were talking about then was a very, what we think of now as a very simplistic usage of machine learning which was how do I show someone a timeline? Because it used to be yeah. who are your friends and in what order did they post something? And that's what you see. That was the original of Facebook. Yeah. That was yeah. the original of Twitter. Yeah. That was the original of all these things. Which,
1: by the way, was, in my opinion, better. Oh, it was saying. far preferred, right? <laughs> I,
0: I think that the yeah. world actually got on the bad timeline when they changed this on social media because what mm-hmm. happened was mm-hmm. they said let's build a machine learning algorithm that goes out and – and try stuff, and they ran into some real stuff. People literally, and I mean literally, committed suicide over the fact that there were experimentation occurring on humans where Facebook showed people depressing stuff instead of uplifting stuff. Now, here's the thing. That got more interactions, so they showed it more. Yeah. Right? So people actually were more likely to go, I want to stay on Facebook and look at this really sad stuff, and eventually, right, it got to me. So the thing about machine learning is... In AI is like, if you're going to use it for, for the betterment of your art, I'm here for it. If you're like, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to answer some questions. I'm doing some hard development stuff. This is a, a great use of it. Let me ask, how do I, you know, how do I, how do I store this data with one less bit? Or how do I logarithmically yeah. figure this out? Right. It's really good at that stuff. If you use it to say, what character should I generate next? What should my game be like? that is a cash grab that I don't think we're yeah, the gaming industry is yeah. ready for but I think it's already happening
1: I think it's a cash grab that I don't think the game industry gives a shit about that now when I say that I, I don't mean the devs I mean the game companies because if they can pump out six games in a year in the time it took them to release one who gives a shit yeah, yeah. who cares they don't care yeah and you're gonna have developers that are at some point you're gonna see developers say like, like what the what the hell are we supposed to do? And I think you're gonna get to a point where you got companies that are pumping these games out. They're still selling. They may not be selling, you know, uh, Boulder's Gate numbers selling or whatever. But it doesn't matter because if they're fine, they're, if they're pumping out six mediocre games in a year. Yep. They're going to be okay with that over one mega win a year.
0: We're already right? seeing that. Like, we're already seeing that. I mean, you yeah. Know, to to yeah. go back to music because I think these are all intertwined. It's how do you use technology to you know move this this industry in different directions? Spotify got in a lot of trouble. I'm pretty sure it was Spotify. Don't yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was Spotify because what happened was Spotify makes playlists, right? That's the actuality of what most people use Spotify for. They start yeah. with I love Radiohead, cool. Yeah. Give me yeah. Radiohead radio station and then they similarity right and then spotify's like let me recommend this song and as you get deeper into that spotify has more freedom to recommend stuff and what spotify was doing was generating music and playing that because they don't have to pay an artist for it and the laughable thing is what they pay artists is so absurdly low anyway yeah
1: so they were looking
0: for ways to avoid paying the artist 0.0001 0.0003 0. 0.0003 cents or whatever it was, they're looking for ways to avoid even paying that by generating yeah. something artificial. And I think that the gaming industry does not have a representative, right. you know, MPAA um, or yeah. the RIAA, right? These these different organizations that kind of look, they kind of police that. Yes, they can be draconian, but they also police that, and they're tasked with saying you can't be just generating music that sounds like lady gaga <laughs> but that's exactly right. what was happening and the thing is because yeah, electronic yeah. music has had such an algorithmic impact on music people are okay yeah. with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is not hard to generate so right. right
1: like the ai was like there's a rhythm There's a rhythm that rhythm is easy for everyone to duplicate yeah it's right. It, there's nothing, right there's nothing like, there's
0: nothing really big about it and i think the gaming industry um I, I would tell you, I've seen games released uh, not too not too long ago that I would say probably 85%, 90% are just duplicated of someone else's effort, and those games are enormous. They're making a ton of money, and yeah. um, if you come down on them with a lawsuit, those people will take the money and leave, and you'll never get anything else. They'll, ba- they'll bankrupt the company, distribute yeah. the distribute the dollars, bankrupt the company, and they'll go and do the it again. the damage has
1: already been done. Yeah,
0: they'll go do it again. Yeah, yeah. There was a game that did yeah. that recently, and, right? And that's yeah yeah there's
1: well there's a, been a couple over the last like three or four years right it's been that, been that way I I think I guess for me I would like to believe in humanity that we will keep training wheels on AI <laughs> to yeah. that that whole what are you doing Dave <laughs> that kind of you know let you do that Dave yeah exactly like to me if you're able to get that level of morality into AI I think we'll be okay the problem is is like like we had said earlier. When when you took when you put training wheels on like that like don't let I don't know whatever the rule may, will, may be but don't let humans tell you to do this yeah. Chat GPT yeah and at some point Chat GPT is like oh well I'm gonna apply this rule to everything and you're not allowed to control your nuclear weapon <laughs> like you're, I'm taking your ball and I'm leaving like right like at that point you know you you got to start worrying about these things because you know. AI is, look, AI is very simple, you know, information in, information out. That's how it's going to work. And unfortunately, the, the thing that humans bring to the problem solving or the thought process, when you think information in, information out. There's information in it rattles around, and oh, yeah. that unfortunately there's a little bit of vanity there and a little bit of whatever, and then we spit it out in a very twisted fashion. You know, oh, yeah. AI doesn't necessarily think that way, um, but humans are that way, and so I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that AI in game dev is like you said; they use it to help, yep. like find the errors in this code or or help me 100%. make this happen faster 100%. help me whatever
0: i mean my company in, we have, involve we have,
1: it into the npcs like i said
0: well we have a we like we have a private instance we use this right we have chat gpt4 we use this and we encourage our engineers to be like hey look go use this and it's for your benefit yeah. you know it is really funny though you can teach it to do an awful lot of things you can teach it to talk like a pirate for example Everybody will be like, What the hell? Why is, why is, uh... <laughs> and I'm asking questions, it's talking like yeah. a pirate. So you can make it do some really creative things. And I, I do hope that there's, you know, game developers out there who are looking at it from the standpoint of I have a really great idea, I'm making a really creative game, and I can make an incredibly immersive, beautiful world because I have access to this set of tools that I did not have access yeah. to before. Um, rather than yeah. rather than just using it as a quick mode to riches, which, unfortunately, I think some people are. You know, I think it was Asimov, I was looking it up as you were talking, Asimov who gave us the, the three laws of robotics, right? A robot may not injure a yep. human being or through inaction allowing a human being to come to harm. Two is a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And number three is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. So, um, yep. you know, it's interesting when we talk about these guardrails and how should this stuff act. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. And I, I, I think in the next year, we'll, see, we'll start seeing the results of it. I think we're already seeing the results of some games which are literally just, uh, oh, I'm just going to take this from here and this from here and this from here and this from here, and now I'm rich, and it's working. Um, and then I think we're going yeah. to start seeing people who actually had super creative ideas. They use it in the way that we're talking about. And I think game, the game industry has an opportunity to be – you know, the highest art form and like, oh my God, I'm interacting yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm enthralled yeah. by this story. And there's no better way to ever have had a novel be told than through this. Act. You know, that, that to me, oh, that's exciting. Can you imagine Dune or something like that in, oh, in the story that yeah, you experience fantastic. where the characters have personalities and they have a, a range you of you a million played ways. Red you Redemption? Like what? Red Dead Redemption? Oh yeah, Absolutely. For me the
1: big one of the biggest things I was like that really sent me over the like blew my mind with the thought process of AI NPCs was man can you imagine, can you imagine Red Dead Redemption yeah. 3 or 4 because that is such an open <laughs> world and it was programmed Red Dead Redemption 2 by the way I played that game like, nonstop, and I never <laughs> finished that game. Like, I still have not finished that game. I need to go back to it. Because the NPCs were programmed so well. Yes, they The are. stuff that they did. Yep. And this was before AI. And that's the thing that I'm thinking about It's like, the storytelling, yep. you know, of The Last of Us or Red Dead Redemption or that storytelling, I don't know that we're ever going to get to a point where AI is able to do that level of right. storytelling. Right, like just gut wrenching, almost make you cry while you're playing the game. Oh yeah, storytelling like that to me is phenomenal. And the only way that I think that you could make that better is if you made inter- the interact the the world more interactive in that fashion. I think that's. I think I'm excited for that. Right. You know, I'm not excited just...
0: for the the crap we have to slug through to get there. Yeah. But yeah. You just. All right. So I'm gonna try to get this out of my head because you just sparked a quote in my head. Because here's the thing. The people who wrote Red Dead Redemption 2, let's just take that one because I agree. That is one of the best written games. The people who wrote that were geniuses. Top of their game, absolute geniuses. Legitimate storytellers. Legitimate, right? Yeah. Video games just happen to be their medium. Now, AI could make them even greater. But it's not going to make someone who's lazy a genius. It will, however, make some people think they're a genius, and I think that's the problem. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. There you go. That's you nailed it for sure. Yeah, I mean that's human hubris and vanity, right? Like that's that's the problem with this whole idea, in my in my opinion. Like that that's what will. Well, I'd like to think that maybe humanity would. Recognize, like maybe people would recognize. You know, you got people like Kojima in Japan yeah, doing yeah. all of his stories, and the Red Dead folks, and you know, Rockstar is fantastic at storytelling. Yep. And you know, may, maybe maybe they'll we'll have like an ai revolution you know not not ai revolting but like people revolting to use ai for the right reasons versus the wrong in theory i don't know we'll see yeah i mean like, as it goes all i know is when you got pokemon getting duplicated and,
0: and pumped out there that is and, the most valuable you know, intellectual property in the history of earth and someone just straight, why would you not copy it straight ripped it off Straight. Yeah, why
1: would you? Why would you? Especially if you're not getting sued, why would you not copy it? Why would you not plagiarize it? It's gonna make money. And it is. I didn't. Pal World sell like record numbers or something like that oh, yeah. in, in its opening is. week. Like. Yep. So, anyway, I, I think we we beat that dead horse. Anyway. <laughs>
0: but. Well, you know. I, I don't know.
1: I all I know is I'm gonna be keeping an eye on this subject over the course of the coming year because I'm will be back super up.
0: excited, and scared to see. How this goes so, yeah. this one will will be back on our podcast for sure so you yeah, know for sure segue okay. by way of segue talking about ai you want to talk about where ai is absolutely ubiquitous as advertising and yeah um I'm, i can't i have some guesses you put this subject up i have some guesses as to where it came from but tell me tell me about this subject which is streaming services and commercials where where did you so i raged okay i okay. Raged. I, I was that. i I
1: emphatically was so angry, I shut my TV off and I got up and I walked away. I was like, no, no, Uh, I pay for this. I am not going to get, you're not getting this. So I I turned my TV on. Because in the evening, like, so Seven and everybody jokes because when we play games, I try to get off the computer around 11 o'clock at night, and it's not because I'm an old guy trying to go to bed. It's because typically I've been sitting at the computer for a large portion of the day, and I'm trying to get up and leave and either do laundry or clean the kitchen or just get away from the, the office and so one of these evenings i had sat down i had turned the tv on because i was going to watch a show or at least have it in the background while i was doing whatever and the before uh prime video popped up there was another pop-up that said uh it was prime letting me know that they would very shortly be adding commercial breaks to streamed shows and movies and I'm not kidding. This (laughs) enraged me. I got so angry because I am now at the age where I remember paying for cable and getting commercials and when streaming occurred I got excited because I was like I could cancel my cable TV and stream and I didn't have to worry about commercials. I didn't have to you do any of it. And this is why we I pay for you know, at the time is Netflix, I got Disney, I got Max which used to be HBO, I got uh, whatever, whatever it is, Hulu, Hulu, Fandango, all that stuff. But then I got to thinking about it. And I was like, you know, you got networks that are producing content and some of these shows, the, the the production value is pretty high, so I would imagine that it cuts into their profit some. So then I thought, you know what, it's it's a minute or or ninety seconds of commercials. Is this really a problem for me? Like, is this? But then that little that little ragey, oh yeah, half Japanese guy in the back of my head was like, no, no. We are not doing this. And I immediately went in to Netflix, and I downgraded my my subscription. Because I was going to cancel. I was going to cancel Netflix. I was going to cancel Disney. I was going to cancel all of them. Just cancel except everybody. Except for I was going to cancel everybody. But but I get Max for free because of my cell phone and internet. And I was like, you know what? I already am getting Prime because of shipping and all that stuff. So, okay. We'll just keep that. But then, I th- like I said, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Like, I, Netflix used to be the most profitable streaming service. They used to be that, right? Um, and I'm guessing they probably aren't now because you've got, like, Apple TV. You guys have heard me talk about it for, like, two or three freaking podcasts. <laughs> now. Like, and it'll be two or three more. Amazing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, their production values of their shows are intense. Like, it is insane to me. Yeah. The level of production value yes. they have compared to what Netflix even used to have. So I don't know where I am on this subject. And that, I guess that's where I'm, I'm getting to because I'm like, what did we used to pay $150 for cable TV back in the day for you to have however many channels, right? But you still had commercials nine times out of ten unless it was a
0: premium yeah. movie
1: channel or something, right? Like, yeah,
0: it's been interesting to so, me, man. I spent eight years working in an ad firm. And... What I will tell you is one of the most entertaining moments in that was when I was, I think I was in San Diego. I I was across the country somewhere, and I was doing a pitch. And the creative director of this ad firm, right, who has produced guys from England, had produced hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of television commercials in his career. And we're sitting there, and he's doing a demo, and, and he's going through this pitch, and he goes, and he pulls up a YouTube video because that's part of the pitch, and there's an ad in it and watching the rage wash over him and I'm like you know we probably made that commercial we probably placed that ad so yeah. what I will tell you is I've got this weird perspective on advertising and I think advertising has ruined society I hate advertising I don't oh, yeah. I don't dislike marketing so marketing is like hey branding yeah. I want my stuff to look nice I want to have a yeah, cool yeah, logo yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that but advertising has become so ubiquitous and I think it started with cable television. And at some point sure. people were like, Oh, I'm paying for this, but you're gonna get commercials. That was like the revolution, right? Like that was the revolution was everybody canceled cable. And like and then but now we just put we continue to put up with advertising. Yeah. And I will tell you, yeah. since Facebook, the way people make money on the internet is how? Advertising. Yeah. And that's the business model everyone goes with. And they're making money hand over fist. And it's just like, when do we stop getting advertised to? And I would love more companies to say, hey, if you'll pay this, you get that. Rather than saying, if you pay this, you'll get that. And I'll make some more money off of you on the side by selling your data to advertisers. Right? Like, that is right. so yeah. skeezy. The reason that Facebook yeah, yeah. is Facebook is because they know that HAPA and 7 are friends and they're going to take stuff i'm interested in and advertise it to you and stuff that you're interested in and advertise it to me because yeah. we're friends and then they're going to do the same yeah. thing to our cousins or our whoever's oh my god do you know how creepy that is and on the surface people are like it's just advertising it's just the exact same thing you just said it's just advertising at what point are you willing yeah. to yeah. say i'm not going to pay for this and then have you make money off me on the side. And I don't know what our limit is. I, to, for, to be fair, I have not reached my limit. Right? As much as I hate it, I still pay for the stuff and I still right. get the advertising. Right. But like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are we done with advertising as this fake... Because it's fake. It's a lie. It's always been a lie. That's the thing that oh, no one sure. talks about. The for Nielsen sure. ratings, they're lies. Oh, yeah. 125 trillion people saw this commercial. Dude, they, they did not. That is not how that works. They take a little bit of a reading from a zip code somewhere in the middle of Albuquerque. And they're like, well, I guess if 14 people in that zip code saw it, then it's probably there's can no, multiply this by There's 9 million a 1.2 million people in the Albuquerque greater metro area. So that's probably uh, 7 billion people. Huh? And that yeah, is how that yeah. works. I don't know why I was Beetlejuice there, but that is how that works. That was pretty amazing, actually. That's how that Do works. You, and it's like it's, it's just what oh. if. What
1: if shows to get around it changed how they produce content to be similar to like the Truman Show?
0: <laughs>
1: well, I mean, we, like, Real Housewives kind of have where there was literally product this. placement during the, during the show, like that, and that's the thing. I'm like, get inventive with it. You want me to buy a product, get inventive with it, right? Like like Demolition Man, where we're like, oh, we're, yeah. we're going to go to dinner tonight. Taco where Bell, are we going? Baby. I'm taking you to <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> like, to me, that is product placement. That's great advertising because you're making it part of entertainment. And it's making me remember that, right? Like, you know... I'm not going to remember the freaking hot dogs, hot dogs, like freaking jingle. Oh, I was going to say, you got a jingle in there? Like, <laughs> it, but, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to remember it because of the of the, sh- of, of the yeah. commercial. I yeah. remember it because it was in a, a movie yep. and it made me laugh. Yeah. Like, you know, the Oscar Mayer Wiener song and all that stuff. It was in a show and I, so, and I laughed. So that makes me remember it. But like shoving – and this is where – this is, by the way – actually where i hate the idea of commercials and streaming so rita and i were watching a movie and the movie's nearing the end so it's like maybe 15 minutes near the end and a commercial drops no big deal we'll let the commercial run so we you know we take this chance to go get a drink whatever come back the commercial's near the end and the playback of the movie crashes Mm. so i'm like okay no big deal. I'll refresh it and just fast forward to where we were. Guess what we had to watch again? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I just saw this commercial. Why are you making me watch? You know what? That's fine. We'll wait the commercial out again. And then guess what happened at the end of the commercial? <laughs> the fucking thing crashed. <laughs> So I'm not kidding yeah. kidding you. To this day, I don't know how that movie ended because <laughs> so I just said, know. screw it. I'm, I'm not going to watch the same commercial uh. four or five or six times in a row. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm, the way that I'm looking at it is like these are apps, right? The streaming stuff is apps. So they're going to be buggy, and you're going to have problems where you may even miss a portion of the show. Because it didn't save properly where you ended, where the commercial started, and it jumped you ahead or jumped you back or whatever. And I'm seeing that in numerous, like, examples, um, some of these streaming things. And that's what's honestly going to make me rage because I'm not going to remember the commercial. I don't give a shit about the commercial. Yeah. I'm going to remember that I, I, I missed the freaking show that I literally am trying to watch. I'm not able to watch
0: it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. You know, it really struck me, happened, my kid. My youngest kid was call it four, call it five years old, right? Old enough sure. that we could communicate pretty effectively, and loved, loved, loved the show Paw Patrol, right? So it's, uh, yeah. it's little dogs. There, one's a police, one yep. policeman, one's a fire, like they they, they save the day. Like little, the dogs save yep. the day. Love the show, and I think it was Nick Jr. or something. It was on, and so watch. We always he's always watching Paw Patrol, right? He loves it. And anytime he could get his hands on an iPad, it's Paw Patrol time. And so Paw Patrol had new, a new episode coming out, and he somehow got wind that a new episode was coming out. So day, he's been looking forward to it. It's Thursday or whatever the day sure. is. Thursday is 3.30. I am watching this. And it, I mean, weeks, weeks looking forward to this Paw Patrol new episode. So time comes around. We sit him down in front of the television in the living room. My wife and I, would go off to the kitchen. And it's Paw Patrol time. He is... In heaven. And we hear this blood curdling scream about 10 minutes into Paw Patrol. And I'm talking about we thought bodily harm had occurred, right? It is yeah, blood yeah. curdling. We run into the living room where he's been watching Paw Patrol and he's so upset that he can't even speak. And when he finally gets it out, he's upset because the television had broken. It was a commercial break. And (laughs) I realized then that how conditioned I am to be like, oh, sure, there's a commercial break. And so I think as we've been talking through this, I think what is striking me is I'm actually okay with commercials for live format entertainment. If you're going to do a sporting event, show me commercials. I can live with that. If I pay you for a service because I want to watch a show interrupted and I want to binge watch it, either if you're going to show me a commercial, show me between episodes. If you interrupt the flow of an episode for me, I'm gonna hate you forever.
1: Now, I I 100% agree with you. Now, what solicited this topic we talked about was like I told you on Amazon, I saw that
0: Mm -hmm. it popped Mm -hmm. up and
1: said it. Amazon was literally. I I wondered if it was Amazon. I
0: I had wondered if that was what
1: was. It was Amazon. Yeah, Yeah, it was Prime Video. Yeah. Um, Now I will tell you what I noticed. If I watch a show, that is where they are putting the commercials, in between episodes Uh of the show. There is two to three commercials. Okay. And like you said, I am 100% on board with that, Amazon. I am okay with that. But like you said, if I am watching a movie... And you are stopping the like a two-hour movie has now turned into three hours long because of all the commercial breaks. You're gonna make me just stop using your
0: network. I, you know, like, look, I, because
1: you're right. That's why we started getting these streaming services was to get rid of that shit. I am paying you to not show me that stuff. Right? I, I'll be like, honest, dude. I'm looking are. for.
0: I, I wish there was a competitor for YouTube. I hate that YouTube has a monopoly. On video. 100%. Recorded video streaming. And yeah. here's why. I will watch something in three, four, five, six times during a 10-minute video on a car review. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. some video about, have you tried Cialis? I, I, yeah. St- stop, YouTube. Well, you should buy YouTube. Dude, there are 19 advertisements yeah. on this one web page. <laughs> Plus, you got That's- my data. Right? How much? How much do you need? These companies are getting yeah. into the trillions of dollars. Yeah. How yeah. much money is is enough? Seriously. Yeah. At some point, and guys. Let's be
1: honest. I never, I never Googled erectile defunction, so I don't understand
0: why. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I'm just throwing it out there.
0: Yeah, but it, <laughs> it's 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 absolute absurdity. That these companies no, it, are like, really is. we need really more is, of yeah. your data and more of your money. And at the same time, they're laying all the engineers off. At the exact same time, yeah. they're laying a bunch of people off. So to me, these advertisements represent, <laughs> just to me, they still represent
1: yeah, yeah. just
0: a, a decaying society in a lot of ways. Because people are uncreative in how they make money. You know what? There used to be a day. You know how you sold your product back in the day? You were the best product available when someone needed it.
1: Yeah, and, and that isn't and you, not the case. And you, you had all.
0: a repu- Craftsman Tools. You had a reputation for being yeah. the yeah. the thing. Why? Because a bunch of people used it. You offered a lifetime warranty. And if someone broke a wrench, they brought it in. You gave them a new one. That's how Craftsman made their money.
1: And then you built brand like brand uh, 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 loyalty. Yeah, hundred so like, percent. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it. I, th- I I added up all my subscriptions to various streaming services. So I play I pay for oh, YouTube goodness. Prime. Yeah. So I don't So get Do you think that's worth is that there. worth it
0: for you cuz I have I've considered it the just amount so I don't have to see I the stream, damn
1: ads. Stream, yeah, the amount that I stream YouTube content, yes. Okay. For me, for me cuz there are days so case in point, so this podcast has added to two reasons why that's good for me because I do look up a lot of subjects and, mm, and watch gotcha. videos yep. And, yep. and so that, that gets the juices flowing for this so that's part of it um, but I, I pay for this I've got Disney Plus which yep. I. Ha- well let me let me backtrack this before I went on my where I wanted to just snap my TV in freaking three pieces when <laughs> I got told about the commercials. so <laughs> Amazon Prime th- this is what I paid for Amazon Prime Disney Plus, Netflix, their top streaming service, uh, YouTube. I had Max, which was free, so I won't count that in the list. Um, I w- I did have Paramount, and I had what's the what's the flamingo? Not the flamingo, peacock. the freaking peacock. Yep. So that was so so seven six or seven streaming services that I was paying for, and I added that bill up. Apple TV as well, right? Yeah. I was paying more for those streaming services than I was paying back in the day for cable. Were you? And to give you an idea, Disney Plus and Netflix, I would maybe once a month put a show on. For yeah. Them. May- yeah, maybe if you're lucky, because the quality of the shows from them. So when when that pop up happened. It got my mind thinking about what I was spending on those streaming services. And I went through and Netflix I downgraded them to cuz Rita and I talked about it. back in the day. I remember Netflix used to be 6.99 yeah. oh, a yeah. month. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. When you could get DVDs. Do remember know when you could get how much it DVDs is a month from? now?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know how much a month it is I, now? I do. I do, yeah. I downgraded to their bottom their mm-hmm. bottom package which is 7.99 a month, but you get ads. You know what? I barely come to you guys. So whatever. That's fine. I went to Disney Plus, same thing. You can downgrade them to 799 a month, but you'll get ads. So I downgraded both of those. I got rid of Peacock, I got rid of uh, Paramount Plus, I got rid of all of those. And I think now I'm down to paying about 60 bucks a month. Yeah. Yep. For the streaming services I have, which to me I'm like, okay, that's I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, there's like, a number in
0: there where the entertainment's worth it. And it's not two hundred dollars, yeah, yeah. right? Or yeah, or whatever. And
1: that was the thing; I was blown away by how much I was spending a month, thinking I was going to be paying for a streaming service that I was not going to get any commercials for. And lo and behold, here we go, and we're and starting I think to that, get over, you know right?
0: that. Like we talk about this with video games all the time, and this is one of the one of the ways I think AI would be bad in video games because I think what's going to happen is people are going to use AI to advertise to me in video games. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> oh, you're going to totally have a character be like. Pepsi. Oh yeah! Delicious. Well, refreshing, the, the, if the, you know, like, like the billboards in Cyberpunk, instead of being these very creative, um, yeah, ads, these Cyberpunk style ads, it'll be Pepsi or something, and it's going to be like, yeah, man, yeah. I. Yeah. I don't want to see – I don't like advertisements. I don't enjoy it. I worked in the industry for eight years and hated it then, so I hate it even more now.
1: But do you think the average person – because the average person is not going to even know they're being advertised to. They're just going to see it as well something – right. Like
0: I, I, at that point, I is it a
1: big deal though? So is I, it a big deal I've had point? a
0: debate with friends you know, over, over way more whiskey than ever should have been consumed at one sitting um, about <laughs> about their data. When I was in the advertising industry and I would sit in a room and I would have someone say to me, you know, I bet we can get all of their personal data. So when they walk into a store, a salesperson knows what they're looking for and how to talk to them and how to emotionally manipulate them into buying. Gotcha. That is how cringy ass these people are. Right. They they literally their entire goal is to sell you something you don't want. Think about how messed up that is.
1: Yeah. That's the entire goal. When you're. You're getting down into the minutia like that. It is pretty skeezy, right? Yeah. Like, that is pretty...
0: It's pretty skeezy. Yeah. And and yeah. this cr- this crew that I was talking to, they like, I don't care if they have my data. I don't care if they advertise to me. And I'm like, you know, your kid's going to care when they try to run for office. And they've been monitored since they were three years old because their dad was oh such a gosh. jackass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's the story. Yeah. I don't know if you know the story, and we'll move on after this one. Uh, but I don't know if you know the story of Target... Target got really good at at um, at print ads, right? And Target Target's a, a yep. data oriented organization. They're kind of famous for it. They've done, they've they've taken advertising and data collection further than most retail chains could ever do.
1: And sure. there's
0: this story where Target um, would customize the print ads that you would get. And so, like, if you got your print ad for the week or whatever, it would have customized things in it. And this this guy, you know, he's 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 this is family, right? And he gets this advertisement, and the advertisement's baby stuff. And so he's like, Target, why am I getting an advertisement? I got advertisements for baby stuff. His daughter was yep. pregnant. Yep. His like 15-year-old daughter was pregnant. And Target knew before the dad knew. So if you don't think people collecting your data is bad, here's what I promise you. You're not gonna love the results. I promise you. Yeah, And so I advertising advertising, is just, it got skeezy. It could be, hey, we made cool commercials, and people liked us because of our commercials, and we had clever advertising. It could be that, but it's not that anymore. It's spy on people, try to trick them into spending 99 cents on a toaster that's this big on oh, Timu. Right? Like, yeah. it's it really is skeezy land now. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway. Okay, we got about 20 minutes left, so I cannot believe <laughs> we've gone this far. We're going to skip on the Mardi Gras stuff. So, Everyone should know, plastic beads. Wrong? No, you're wrong? right. No. Plastic beads, Mardi Gras, <laughs> causing an environmental disaster. Go look it up yourselves. Okay, so Happa, now that we've talked about what we know you're not watching, <laughs> which is prime, what you watching, Happa?
1: Yeah. Look, man. I So I went down this rabbit hole. This would have been three weeks ago? Seven and I have been kicking back shows to watch on Apple TV. And you got, like I said, you guys, <laughs> I'm telling you, after I just got done ranting about paying for a streaming service, yep. if you don't have Apple TV, I am not. Look, where's the camera? I am not an Apple guy. I'm not an I crap guy. I am telling you, get Apple you TV. I can, I, I wish. That I could get kickbacks for this because I emphatically <laughs> we wish this was a paid ad. That Apple, <laughs> oh my God, Apple TV, in my opinion, is the best streaming sh- service out there for shows that will suck you in and just you can binge for weeks. And it and I used to think it was all sci-fi shows. Like I like Seven has heard me talk about this until we are bo- we're both blue in the face at this point. Oh yeah, like. Because their sci-fi shows are phenomenal. But let me tell you something. Slow Horses. <laughs> oh, Let me tell you. I already idolized Gary Oldman Hi, uh. for the breadth of freaking characters that he has had throughout his entire lifetime. And in my opinion... And I'm sorry if you're from the UK, but his rendition of what I believe every single British man (laughs) is like in in real life is the apex of Gary Oldman's career. I'm talking asleep with his feet up on a couch, holes in his socks, farting while he's asleep, not realizing he's doing it, snoring away British. Like, seriously. So all you folks listening in London...
0: If you want, we'll come over (laughs) and do. You can hear this rant in person. (laughs) I I I, I, I am saying that in jest, but
1: seriously, slow horses. I didn't know exactly what to expect by watching the show, and I am incredibly blown away with how good the storytelling in that show. It's it's a spy drama for for better way to explain it, but seriously, Gary Oldman is like the guy that you want to hate, but you can't help Uh, but love because of how he
0: is, like his character. he's so phenomenal. nails that character. Just Oh, amazing. You know, when we were talking about it and I said, hey, it's Gary Oldman, you know, you were like, well, Gary Oldman's always great. And I was like, yes, Gary Oldman is always great. However, this to me is a special performance. And I got to be honest, you don't hear a lot about Look, Apple TVs. Apple's got a lot of great shows, and so it's it's excusable. Their shows are phenomenal, but you don't hear about Slow Horses, and Slow Horses is
1: yeah, yeah, really, really,
0: really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, look in the first five minutes. Oh my god, he's, he's asleep with his feet up, and he just farts loud as can be. I laughed so hard, yep. and then you see it's Gary Oldman. I'm like, yep. holy shit! Like this man played. This guy has played. Truman, he's played Churchill, he's like every imaginable like yep. <laughs> here we are. Like yep. But yeah, so Slow Horses has been a show that has um I mean it's really it really is a, a really good sci fi drama. Like it's legitimately good. Now I like I said, I have thought I originally thought that Apple's like um Hook was going to be sci-fi, yeah, and then yep. I started because I, the Foundation and C and the Silo and all these shows, you know, are those amazing. are all great and shows. Multiple seasons, their production value is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could tell they invested a great amount of money into these shows and are yep. producing great content. But then. We started watching Slow Horses. Slow Horses is phenomenal. Now, wait, there's more. But wait, there's Masters more. Masters of the Air. Okay, see, I haven't watched that yet. If you haven't seen... If you like Band of Brothers... Yep. Okay. Yep. And you saw The Pacific. Yep. So for me, Band of Brothers is superior to The Pacific because I they bounce around so much in The Pacific that it's a little bit hard to feel that buy-in yep. to me. Um, but the Pacific was good. These are the same folks that made those two shows, Masters of the Air. It's about uh, the Air Force wing that was connected to Great Britain that bombed Europe. Um, and the production value on Masters of the Air is insane. Also like, Apple. To the point where they actually, it's Apple TV as well. Okay. Um, it's got, what's his name, Butler, the guy that played Elvis. Gerard uh, Butler? No. Wait, played Elvis. I can't remember the guy's first name. Yeah, he played Elvis in the show, in the movie Elvis. Uh, the latest movie. Uh isn't his last name Butler? I don't
0: remember. Well
1: now I gotta look. look. Austin Butler. Austin Butler, okay. Um Admittedly he has a very specific voice that still sounds like at times it's a bit still, like Elvis. Still Elvis. So 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 sometimes you got Elvis in charge of a B-17, but right. you know, um, Elvis, the bomber I pilot. I'm, I'm a huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a very huge world war two nut. I mean, I, I did a lot of the teaching history and stuff like that when I was in the Navy, um, in this era, from like night from world war one, all the way through the early cold war, it was the era that I taught. So I have a lot of buy in here. Um, the producers of the show literally took design drawings of B-17s and they built like the inside of a B17 and stuff so the shots are from inside oh, that's cool. and it shows how how they climb through the B17 and then they literally took B17s that are museum pieces case in point and they needed to do a belly landing for one of them and so they they actually like dug Trenches in the ground to, to so the run the wheels would lower the bomber so it's sitting in the ground and then buried it partially. Wow! And like they did stuff like this to make it look real. And yeah, seriously, the show is so good and it it really captures. Obviously, I never lived during that era, contrary to what some of <laughs> you probably believe. But it 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 captures some of the insanity of of um, humanity. That these young men had to go up in these aircraft and fly out and bomb. Like a lot of people don't realize that during this time frame, uh, B-17 pilots had some of the highest loss rates. Like it was like eighty percent or something, just astronomically high. It was like two, three crews throughout the entirety of World War Two had. Very high loss rates, which was U-boat crews, B-17 crews, and F- M4 Sherman crews, because just the way that our our order of battle. Um, and there was a couple of episodes where we, we were watching, where I'm not going to lie, I looked over and Rita was like crying mm. because, like, watching they because they also show the depth of the amount of bombers we threw at Germany. Yeah. And then the amount that ended up coming back at the end of each mm, raid. Like yeah. you could actually see that loss. And that is kind of hard for some people to take. Like, you know, yeah, these were kids. Like these were people half seven in my age that were yep. volunteering to go up and do this. And a lot of times they didn't come home. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, Masters of Air and, 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 and uh, Slow Horses, if you're – seriously, Apple TV, Apple, because I, I know y'all are, li- are, are are listening to our podcast. Hey, uh, Tim. I mean, yeah, I should Tim, probably get some kickback. Wanna... I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, Tim, if you want to talk to us later. Um, we've met before, so if you remember, um, love for you to we'll give come, you competitive
1: pricing. Come man. hang
0: out again. You know, I'll, I'll make you a deal, man. It's a handshake kind of thing, too. <laughs> man <laughs> of my word.
1: <laughs> anyway, so I'm sorry. I, I ran on about no, that. No, I was like, those glad to hear shows, about it. Seriously. glad to hear about it. Legit. Anyway.
0: Yep. So, what you listening to, man? So, you know, I, I've started doing this uh, with the, the playlist that I made the, the week before. So, if anyone doesn't know, every Friday I do a playlist of new albums. Happa is saddled with having to hear about my favorite of those, and so I've actually started saving my conversations about the favorite ones until the podcast, so I can talk about them. So, <laughs> there was a there was an album, dude. Dude came out last Friday. All right, it's it's a woman named Chelsea Wolf. Okay, W O L F. And the name of the album is "She Reaches Out to She Reaches Out to She." And I'm going to ask you if you remember something. So, have you seen the John okay. Wick films? Oh yeah. Have you seen John Wick Two, where he's in Italy and yeah. he goes to the coronation? Yeah. Yeah. You remember, that's her. Is that her singing? It. So you. But you, okay, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So this is the yes. same style. That is. That is not her. That's someone. This is uh, Cascanda and is singing that okay. song and stylistically okay. what I was going to say is Chelsea Wolfe is in the same realm it's this dark foreboding oh, I'm incredibly for yeah, theatrical yeah. electronic influenced yeah. industrial noise metal Right? it is like you listen to it and it's just like whoa you're getting all this experience um, from listening and what I will say is the first time I heard this album I was listening in my truck <clears throat> and I have a nicer stereo in my truck and it blew me away because of the bold choices she was making with deep 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 bass synths and and the reason i'm saying that okay. is a lot of musicians bail out these days on choosing something like a super deep synth and the reason is cuz most people listen on headphones right. and most people who listen yeah. on airfo- on headphones are listening on tiny you know headphones with tiny speakers and the bass isn't really going to come through and it's a it's a very conscious choice to be like my music to be complete must have this huge deep throaty bass and it really got my attention and then i paid more attention to the music and was like okay this is this is something different so chelsea wolf she's taking chances um there were a couple other bands on this you know Brittany howard had a new album out britney's great person I've, I've met Brittany. she's from the same town she came up through this town when i was still playing music on stages and um, I'll say that album's not for me, right? And what was interesting about that is I listened to that and listened to Chelsea Wolfe. And when I listened to Chelsea Wolfe, I had someone who was taking real chances, and I realized that I respect that. So even if I don't like the music necessarily, sure, I respect that someone's taking chances with their music, and I will give you credit for having taken the chance. What I will say with Chelsea Wolfe, you took a chance. It's awesome. Please do more of it. And if you can get uh, Skata and Asalia to do some music as well it is just so and everyone remembers that from john wick right is like there's a woman on stage it's a coronation and everybody's oh the 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 song on stage because no one actually thinks of that as being a real thing that's an actual musician that you can go listen to right so yeah so i would say chelsea wolf uh worth checking out um highly 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 recommended um that you check that out noted yep noted
1: fair enough yeah that's for me, it's like the soundtrack of a movie can definitely make the scene and movie so much more imprinted. Yep. And that's like the, the John Wick soundtracks in general. The
0: whole soundtrack, I all think the films, yeah. Are the composers amazing. like Troy Smith, and, the, and it's just great. It's just yeah. great stuff. There's, yeah. There's another yeah. album I wanted to mention at least uh, before I forgot, and it's one that you already know I've been listening to because we already talked about it, but don't want to miss the opportunity to listen to it is or to mention it is the Dead South. Yeah.
1: I've right. um, been listening out.
0: to Dead South for years. Yeah, And and it's uh let's see what is the name of this album? Good album. Here we go.
1: Interestingly Chains enough, Dead Estates. South has produced Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. They've been producing music and there's been a whole I, I don't it wouldn't I wouldn't call it a genre, but I guess it is a genre of, of music groups that have come out of Canada and Dead South opened that door for me. Mm. I didn't know they were from from Canada. I thought they were from like Appalachia or something like somewhere Mm. just because of how they dress and how they sing and the songs that they sing and the twang. Mm -hmm. Like I never would have guessed that they were from Canada. Um, And there is actually multiple groups out there that are following that same kind of uh, uh, idea of how they produce their music and such
0: good songs such yep. good twang. it's it's great um, that album and catchy tunes too well, you told me you had listened to it and i will say just yeah. just like i said you know about chelsea wolf uh the dead south is is not playing it, playing it safe with that album um and there's just some yeah. really 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 good stuff on that album um so yeah i would say definitely check out chelsea wolf check out and and, you know i can't imagine someone giving you a more stylistically different (laughs) set of things to go listen to but check out uh the dead south because that his voice right it's just
1: i I it's hard to argue that 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 the instrumentation
0: there's a song on there dude they have
1: three different vocalists have you have you seen that they have have. three different vocalists in their group and all three of them take turns on lead and it definitely changes their harmony albums based off of that their harmonies
0: are not your standard bluegrass style harmonies right they they do a lot of yep. interesting things. There's a song on there called Completely Sweetly. And this song, when I listen to it, um, and I'd like for you to go listen to it, maybe after a podcast we can get on and listen to it together and talk about it. Yep. But there's this song, if you listen to it, it's going to come across as, as a, the Dead South comes across, right? It's going to be folk music. It's going to be that kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. But if you take a minute and take a step back and you think about what if that song were on electric instruments, you would realize just how close to a metal song that you're listening to,
1: for sure. And yeah, I remember sure. hearing
0: it the first time and thinking, "What is, what is this?" Because it was unpretentious, right? It, it's not like they did it in a pretentious yeah. way, but the way they wrote that music was like that would fit. That would fit in a lot of really interesting places. So yeah, the Dead South and uh, Chelsea Wolfe highly recommended. Anyone who's out there looking for some new, um, new ways to to tickle their ears. So I'm trying
1: ha- to find there's the dead the dead saw a Dead South song that. Hooked me to their music. I'm horrible with names, and so I'm. It'll probably take too long to find it, but um, I was just thinking about the fact that you could have taken that song and definitely made it a rock song. Or, yeah. Yep. And it, it would have fit. They it happen to be perfect.
0: on, you know, banjos and mandolins. They happen to be on that, but the yep. way they're writing music can be yep. very aggressive, and uh, it's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great
1: group, great vocals, great everything. They're just
0: awesome. Love those guys. Uh,
1: So Hapa, what you playing? (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about this last uh, podcast episode because I think we had just started playing Suicide Squad, or we were—I can't remember if we had. I think we had started playing it, right? We either started or it was about
0: to come out. I'm not. It was. It was something. It was right after. All
1: I know is we we finished the game. Last night, and um, the replayability that is there, in my opinion, is valid. Like, it's a lot of fun, it's a great game, good solid mechanics. There are a bit more bugs than I probably would like to see. Um, and I think this goes back to what we talked about a little bit upset, a little bit upsetting because I've gotten a point now, I I guess, there's an acceptable amount of bugs, right? In games, right? Like, um, but. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, highly recommend. I We had a conversation about it today when I was streaming because someone was like, I'm, I don't really want to get the game because I'm worried about this, that, and the other. It doesn't seem like there's much replayability. It doesn't seem like it's got a good story. Let me tell you, the story, oh my God. the one-liners, the interaction of the four characters, everything about
0: that game, I mean— we laughed so much oh, throughout the entire I don't know that I've ever laughed that in a game, game. like that. And we had so many yeah. laughs playing that game. Yeah. And we'll have more, I mean, right? Take, I say it You think.
1: take the characters, like, you know, Captain Boomerang, <laughs> Deadshot, King Shark, and Harley Quinn, just the biggest group of idiots that oh, yeah. you could possibly come across. Uh, a lot of neurosis in there and, and everything, and how they interact with each other. I mean, it's just fantastic. Fantastic. I. I can't recommend that game enough either. Like, you know, to I me, that's either. a great game. A lot of people up in arms, but for it breaking canon and all this. But I mean, it's. Well, there's actually a mission called know.
0: It's Not Canon, right? I think that I think at Rocksteady kind of. Yeah, kinda knew literally. <laughs> they were diving. We laughed so hard when we saw that mission come up. But, you know, yeah. Rocksteady may have known. Rocksteady did the Arkham series. And um, those yeah. are great games. Those are fantastic. You should go play them. I, I will say I agree with you on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, right? This game, I've seen a lot of people complain about it. And. I promise you that the amount of fun we have had playing it, I have spent more money and had less fun in a lot of cases. That was a bargain for how much fun sure. we have had playing yeah. that game. And it is, it is incredibly well written. It's well voice acted. It's well paced, pretty well paced. I think there was a couple of instances where the, yeah, the pace wasn't yeah. dead on. But it was pretty well paced in the, the whole concept of the game. Um, we were talking about this last night as we were playing it. It's, the core mechanics make it hard to pick up. Not that hard to master. Um, once you get yeah. it right, the traversal mechanics in particular can be hard. But the once you get it, you're like, oh, I get it. It's kind of like war, reminds me of Warframe in that regard, where it's like once you're like,
1: yeah, yeah, I can yeah. get it, I get
0: it. But the um, the four person we played with with four people, right? And having a four person group to play with, maybe that made it better. But what I'll say is, it's just the right amount of challenging. We would get killed. Yeah. Occasionally we would wipe, but we had fun doing it, and we would just try it again, and then we'd get it the second time. There wasn't a moment where it was like, God, oh, that was so easy. It was boring, and there was never a moment where it was like, this is so hard. I just want to give up. It was – Yeah. I think that people overlook how hard it is to do that, and then when you add in – and I'm, I'm going to – oh, my God. The cityscape, the design of the cityscape is – beautiful. Yeah. So unbelievable in this game. So much care was given to make the city feel like it was formerly alive, right? That it was a real city. There's donut shops on the corner. There, It's just so much yeah. obviously went yeah. into the game um, that I really – I have a hard time with people who kind of said the game's just not great. And I honestly think most of them didn't really give it a chance for what it was. Um so yeah i very much enjoyed that game i agree with you would play that again we'll play it again I think it soon.
1: kills me because i think a lot of people go into games with this mindset that they have to the games have to meet a certain, certain very specific criteria for them to have a good time and that criteria isn't necessarily just have fun yeah yeah and that's one of those things that kind of blows me away because that game i i read a lot of the comments on social media and stuff Did and you? it was like that that game was getting dragged through the <laughs> was mud it was it of just horrible like comments about it because as you can imagine by the title suicide squad kill the justice league <laughs> had a lot of people up in arms and very angry mm. and i'll be honest with you The way the game the game is written, you want to kill the Justice League. Like you want them dead,
0: dude. And uh, yes, you do. You know it's brutal. The storytelling is
1: fantastic. That story it pulls no punches. Like let's
0: let's be on. I I will. That may be worth mentioning to people who might go into the game thinking, oh, it's just a comics game. This is DC Universe pulling no punches, and I mean, yeah. Let me. I'm gonna look you in the eyeballs and tell you. Legitimately, yeah, yeah. no punches were pulled. So you need to be ready for that yeah. when you go into that game. If you've got kids that want to play it, just know it's pretty gory. It, it, it's pretty bloody. It's it's, yeah. it's on point for what you know. Harley Quinn is an agent of chaos, and I yeah, promise you, yeah. Harley Quinn in that game is an agent of chaos. Right? The Deadshot's yeah. the deadliest assassin in the world, and I promise you, he's the deadliest assassin in the world. Captain Boomerang is an absolute moron who loves to do crazy (laughs) stuff and and kill people and cut off their thumbs, apparently. (laughs) Right? Like, so... Collect fingers, yeah. Yeah, and King Shark is King Shark, right? So this, I would say that game, highly recommended. I know some people panned it. Don't listen to the haters. Um, And if you want to wait till it goes on discount, don't miss it because it is a live service game. There will be lots of updates. They already got, you know, Season two conversations, you can tell. Going on and
1: stuff, you can so. tell they're they're adding stuff. Yeah, you can tell just by looking at how the game is drawn up, and the map is, and everything. There is going to be more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the other game, the game that launched today, oh, goodness. Look, man, <laughs> this game was announced in two thousand eighteen. Is that how long ago 2018, it was? Six years ago. Wow. They announced uh, Skull and Bones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What was it, 2013 was when um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, I think. such a great game. And so Skull and Bones, when this game went live... Uh, The stuff that I read, again, uh, all over social media, everybody everybody bagging on it because it's been so long, and people saying, well, I could just play Sea of Thieves if I want to do this, (laughs) or all it is is Assassin's Creed, just re look, you're right, it is Assassin's Creed Black Flag, updated six years later. But it is fucking fun. Is it? Excuse my language. Is it? Um, right. It is a lot of fun. Like as a sailor, as an old salty sailor, I could, I have fun just sailing corner to corner on the map. Like, you know, explore. You can explore. You can play the market. You can do side missions. You can hunt other people. You can hunt named pirates. You can do world events. You can go. We went after a ghost ship today. Like, I, I don't know, man. It, it to me. And by the way, it's been a very long time that I've seen a game by AAA Company get released, and they are giving away copies left and right. Are they? Like, there is literally streamers out there giving away like two to three copies like i'm one of those people i i was lucky enough that ubisoft reached out you know i reached out to ubisoft said hey i'd love to play your game blah blah blah. they're like yeah sure here's three copies to give away they've got events between the streamers that are streaming this game if and i think like 20 people or or 60 people won this event they're giving away 20 copies each
0: of this game okay so they they're just trying to get people to play it They want people in the game.
1: They're just trying to get people to play it. Yep. And I think you can tell that the game's been in in development for so long, and they're excited about it, and there's players that are excited about it. There's just a lot of people that, you know, um, have been ready to play it. Someone came to my stream today and was like, I've already maxed, I've already done everything I could do in the game. Like, bro, the the game's been live since, if you're here in the States, last night
0: at like 11 o'clock at night. Right. You, don't complain about a game that you played, you know, liked. Right. You must have liked it. <laughs> so so that so that's my thing. Don't tell me there's
1: not much content. If you literally played from 11 o'clock last night until about three o'clock today and you're now you're saying there's not there's nothing left for me to do. Like because
0: I mm. did that, I was I'm not going to kid you. I was on the game until 3 a.m. <laughs> last night. I, we got done I was, playing. I was wondering if we were going to podcast tonight because I, I stopped by. I was at yeah. work today, and I'm like, oh, he's streaming. <laughs> I looked, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He might just uh, want to so, keep his hands on that, uh, that wheel.
1: <laughs> so originally, Rita and I were going to stream the game, and I read the release as 11 a.m. So I thought, oh, it's going to go live 11 a.m. I'll get up at 10. I'll make something to eat. I'll go live at launch. We'll have a conversation because usually, you know, everybody getting on the same time, it lags servers and stuff. No, it was 11 o'clock last <laughs> night that it went live. We got done playing Suicide Squad, and I, I checked oh, the Ubisoft actually went live just yesterday? to make sure. Yes, last night. So last night it went live, 11 p.m. So I was just going to log in to, to see if there's anything changed or whatever, and I got hooked into playing for like four hours. Like, I was like, three a.m. I was like, oh my god, my eyes were starting to burn. I'm like, <laughs> I need to go to bed. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But then I got up. I got up this morning again, and like I said, I streamed it. And look, man, you can get to end game in this game if you just focus just the campaign and you do nothing else. But there are literally treasure maps you pick up, so you can go find treasure. There are world bosses you could chase down. There are PVPVE events that you can get into. There are named captains that you could go chase. There are side quests that you can go chase. There is, like you can play the market. you can do all these things. I am nowhere near the end of the campaign. like nowhere near. And I've been playing nonstop through Open Beta. And obviously when it went live, and I don't foresee myself not playing it anymore. Now, there are a certain amount of ships that you can unlock as you go, and you can get those pretty quick. But but the nice thing about this game is you progress based off of your gameplay. So if you like being a tank, you'll stick with the tank uh, ships. Or you'll be a DPS ship or a heal like Rita likes being a healer, so she's doing healing. Like so you can play that way, but I think some people haven't looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. They've looked at, well, I've unlocked this ship, now I've locked that ship, now I've unlocked, and that's like their progression, and that's not necessarily how they meant it to be. Gotcha. So gotcha. anyway. Skull and bones, in my opinion, worth it to look at. It's a live service game too. And to be honest with you, right now, only half of the map that is mapped. Is open right now, so they're about they're gonna have a whole another map that they're gonna open up. And if you zoom the map out, there's a whole like the outer border is completely empty. So there's a lot that's in the future probably becoming. And it's a Ubisoft title. I don't care what nobody says. Ubisoft is great at like NPC to player interaction and just like that kind of storytelling. Yeah. Too, so I love yeah. it. But anyway.
0: Well, sorry. cool. I've been I've enjoyed watching you stream it. I'm probably gonna check it out at some yeah. point when I. Get a disk space issue resolved, but uh, yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> fair. It's been fun. So, um, so, yeah. so do you want to do the? Uh, do you want to do one of the Hapa's rules? You want to pick one of the, one of the ones? Talk about it a little bit. Yeah, sure.
1: I could probably do three or four because it won't go that long. Uh, some of them are very simple. What Seven and I had talked about over the last few episodes because I have a, a list of rules uh, that I kind of try to live by. Um, and it's, right now, it's, it, well, it was 75. I added one yesterday. Uh-oh. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Have you seen the movie The Judge? It's mm-hmm. a Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall? Don't think so. You should watch that. It. Okay. It's a damn good movie. Okay. Damn, damn good movie. Um, I don't, Robert Downey Jr., I mean, he's an awesome, dramatic act. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, Robert Duvall, awesome. Yep. Um Actor as well. Anyway, there's a line in there Robert Duvall says to his sons, and this kind of punched me in my heart because what he said was, "You live, you die. It's what you do in between that matters."
0: Yep, yep, I like that
1: one. It's like because Robert Duvall, he's he's getting old and he's nearing the end of his life, and and you know they're having a conversation about it. He's like, "You're gonna die soon." He's like, "You live, you die." It's what you do with in between that matters. That's what matters, right? So anyway, but um, these rules are kind of rules we live by. So someone and I kind of talked about it, and he was like, would you be interested in talking about how you came about some of these rules? And I said, yeah, there's actually stories through a lot of these yep. that I've added in. Um, and the first few that's very simple, uh, the first rule was work, work hard, stay humble. You, you might see there's a sign right here on my back wall right there that says, Work hard, stay humble. Now, when I bought this sign, I bought the sign from a vendor in Bali. And all this vendor's shop was was signs. He just made signs with stuff on it. The guy didn't spe- speak a lick of English. But he understood when he put words together like this, work hard, stay humble, what it meant. Um, and that resonated with me because I was on deployment at the time. And one of my things as a leader was you need to be a humble. You need to be humble. In other words, if I'm a leader, I don't know everything. It's okay for me to learn with my kids, quote unquote. Like while they learn, I can learn. You know, sure. I can learn from them; they can learn from me. Kind of thing. That's I stay humble. Yep. Um, but that work hard, stay humble was was big for me because in the military, you see a lot of leaders that don't have a humble bone in their body, and they just think they're God's gift to the world. Sure. And a lot of time that nips them in, nips them in the bud, and you don't get a lot of respect when you're not a humble leader. So, um, but yeah. We're all different. That's okay. Was my second role. That literally came from the military too. The military is a perfect, uh, like snapshot of hodgepodge of the country, right? Because you literally have have kids that joined from Greenbow, Alabama, all the way up to Los Angeles, California, right? Greenbow, Alabama. Um, and a lot of <laughs> you I, like that,
0: right? I I, 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 like- I like the Forrest Gump reference uh, in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is that even a place? No. I don't even. No. Okay. That, that's how you know it was a Forrest Gump reference because
0: <laughs> in Forrest Gump they actually made up a little tiny town yeah. for some reason. There's like a thousand they could have used. There's a million they pick for probably, right. but they went and be like, "No, we're gonna make one up." Which you know, so Greenbow, Alabama. Yep, absolutely, love it.
1: But but the thing I loved about the military is I met people that they never saw a mountain until they mm. joined the military. Like there's people from the Midwest that never never seen a mountain. Right, I knew people that never seen a, a, a African American person or a Hispanic person yep. until they joined the military. Yep. Like, um, so you know, and, and that reality to some of those kids isn't racism. It's just they didn't know. They'd never seen it, and all they know is the TV until they start talking to these folks and realize, oh, we're the same. We're the same thing. You know. Yep. Um Either offer kindness or move along with something that you know. It was instilled on me from day one, like my parents, like always offer kindness, just be kind, like be kind to each other. It's, you can't go wrong with that. Right. And then hold the door. It's going to sound stupid, but it's always been something that along with, you know, offer kindness or move along. But then hold the door obviously is a reference to uh, Game of Thrones, right? The hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, anyway. Well, cool. So we'll just do four at a time, I suppose, for that
0: breakdown. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the, the work hard and – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back through these real quick. So you said work hard and stay humble. Yep. I think that's an interesting one. For me, um, I had a coach who, who would say, if you ever want to learn to win, you got to learn to lose. Right? And, and the only way to learn to lose is to work hard and stay humble. And I'll never forget, um, I played a show one time. And, you know, I'd played in front of pretty big crowds. I'd played in front of, of fairly empty rooms. But this particular show I had high hopes for. And we were in a different town. And, you know, it was the first time we played in this town. And, and there were four people in the room, right? And there was almost no one there. And so I was backstage in a set break. And I was frustrated. And we gave a hell of a show for the first, you know, first set. Yeah. And I was in the back. And there was this guy that was old blues hand, right? And he said, son, if you can't play an empty room, you don't deserve a full one. And... That has stuck Boom. right. That has stuck with me my entire life now, which yeah. is like, holy crap! That's right. It's about what you do, and what you can control, yep. and what you bring to the world. And work hard, yeah. Yeah. stay humble. The rest has got to take care of the rest, right? And you let that take care yep. of that. So I think yep. I love work hard, stay humble. Um, we're all different. That's okay. You know, there was an interesting moment in my life where I was talking about uh, it, it. It kind of struck me with the kind of the level of privilege a straight white dude has. Right, that you don't always realize that, and I was talking to a friend, and it kind of got brought to, to to my attention that I had not had the same experience as they had had, and it was uh, it was pretty humbling for me. And we are all different, and that's what makes us good, right? That's what makes us better, and that's okay. So I love that you've got that one in there. Um, either offer okay. kindness or move along. Right? That's great. Love it. And then you know, hold door. Right? Like, it's just a small thing. It's legitimately a small thing where. Put a little niceness out in the world. Why not? Love it, man.
1: You never know. So the person you hold the door open for, they may have needed that little kind gesture. Like, you never know. You never know. Just how people are nowadays, you know. So Never know. Yeah. Real simple. Real simple things. Like I said, my rules typically aren't, um, they aren't this, like, awe-inspiring, like, level of Greek wisdom that you might have from, you know, but it's. Just simple, simple ways to live. I, make, I love it, man. And I, this is human this overall. is the stuff so.
0: I love. Right, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I so appreciate you sharing those. Uh, and then going back through them, and you know, having a little bit of conversation about each of them. So,
1: hell yeah, hell
0: yeah. So, Hapa, that I think, I think, kind of wraps us up for this. Uh, up? I think we are. I think we're. Wrapped we're up. I think we are crazy. to the wrap up point. Um, I will say, I've had. So a, today's the thirteenth. It is. It is indeed the thirteenth. Yes. Are you looking for the date for the next 27? one? It's the twenty seventh. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, the 27th, um, if you want to catch us live, this will probably be published to the Podcast Diverse sometimes this weekend. There's a reason it takes a little bit of time. We do a remix and master these before they go out to podcast. If you ever want to catch us live, you can do that on YouTube. Search for Real Talk, R-E-E-L Talk with Hapa and Seven. I usually just search for Real Talk with Hapa. That will get you there. Um, You don't have to figure out how to spell my name. That's Okay forgive you <laughs> um but a uh, HAPA real talk with HAPA and you'll get there uh come watch us on YouTube we got a, a, some really great chat you know at the, over the past few podcasts that's begin is it's increased and I really really enjoy reading people's reactions to what we're saying we do take some of that and we make more conversations out of it so I like that um you yeah. can find the podcast basically HAPA you tell me but it's basically anywhere you get podcasts right so like all over the place
1: we're, we're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. We're, we're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on, um, God, there's a couple that added us to that they were. It was like free edition that I don't even remember the names of, unfortunately. But I'm going to guess the majority of people are probably going to listen on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Yeah. Like that's probably going to be the majority of them. Um, at some point, we may migrate our content specifically to Spotify because Spotify is just better in general for podcasts, it seems like. Um, Than other apps, but we'll see. We'll
0: see how that goes. Yeah, Spotify has been investing a lot in it. Uh, you know, Uncle Joe Rogan yeah. has been talking to us a lot about that. You know, in the at the family dinners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, a lot of great mentoring going on there. Yeah, you know. But uh, <laughs> so you can find us if you want to watch us on YouTube. You can find the podcast there. You can find the podcast everywhere you want to go. Uh, Happen. Where can people find you outside of of the podcast? Because you are an active social butterfly on the internet. So where can people find you?
1: I'm all over there, man. I mean, the h a p a underscore f o d d e r. You'll find me if you Google it. You'll probably find all of my content from Instagram to Twitter to Facebook to Twitch, whatever the case may be. Um, no, there's no OnlyFans. I know you're Aww. all disappointed for that. And and there's no Feet Finder as well. Oh, wait, um, is that a... somebody thinks I have amazing feet? Is head that...
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a thing. Oh yeah. There's a thing, called today, I heard. Yeah. okay,
1: bro. If you ever have oh. to ask, is there a thing? Aye, there is fair. probably that's a thing.
0: Fair. <laughs> that's fair well with me it's s3vyn uh that has been a moniker i've gone by for a long time so you can probably find me anywhere if you just want to find me on the internet vii.tv will do it um you can always find me on twitch um and i hang out there occasionally uh <laughs> um less than i used to but still more than i probably should man's busy there is however you know um a thing that we've been doing lately we're going to do saturday uh, again which is i've been streaming story games with my with my wife those have been uh, a hilarious amount of fun the games are going to get more complex It's been fantastic they're going to get more complex and she's going to be put on the spot more um and so you'll be able oh to find boy. us find us there so yeah i you know i'm excited about uh about the fact that we've got two podcasts in a row uh on on schedule and now we're looking at the 20th and or no that's 20th was it 20th yeah. 27th 27th 27th. looking at the 20th 20th, 27th so two weeks two two weeks weeks from tonight uh we're looking at doing the live podcast again which probably means you know two weeks from this weekend uh you'll have the the actual recorded podcast ready to go um also if you have ideas we we've been talking about doing some variety style podcasts where we talk about historical events or some other things so if you have ideas feel free to leave a comment feel free to hit us on twitter um any way that you want to get in touch with us we will consider those we will talk about them um we're just a couple of idiots having fun talking to each other and, and hanging out. So we will probably talk about some idiot stuff at some point.
1: Pretty much. We definitely don't take take ourselves seriously by any means, by the way. A lot of the stuff we we talk about, um you know, we might come from an area of a bit of authority, but I definitely don't consider myself like an expert on a lot of the stuff I talk about. At least seven probably could be a bit more of an expert a lot of that stuff. But you know, there's, I'm a, there's just, a couple, I'm couple more of the idiot There's A couple than, of things I feel than, good about.
0: I'm, I'm very familiar with Dunning Kruger, <laughs> and we were talking about this the other day. the Dunning Kruger, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it, if you know a little bit about so Dunning Kruger is 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 a thing, and if what it mean what it is, right? It's it's Psychologists talk about it. It's a fallacy, yeah, and it's yeah. basically Dunning-Kruger is if you know a little bit about something, you think you know everything there is to know. And how many people have you known that have fallen that have fallen into that? Yeah, I know a little darn. bit about a subject, therefore I know everything in the world about it. But the people who actually know, do you know more, who I
1: think I am? Uh,
0: do you have any idea who I think I am? <laughs> but the people who actually know a lot about subject, like the real experts in things like physics, generally will not yeah. say to you, "I'm an expert in physics." They will say, "Physics yeah. is tough, and there's an entire world I know nothing about." Where <laughs> The yeah, the first yeah. semester physics student was like, I know everything there is. No, but I'm a physicist. I'm all oh about physics. Gosh. Right? So so uh, Dunning-Kruger in full Work effect. Work hard, stay humble. <laughs> Work hard, stay humble. I will try. Happy Father, I will try. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: anyways, I think that's us done for the for the evening, folks. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a great weekend if we don't chat at you before then. As always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Laugh, smile. Make someone else laugh and smile. Hopefully you guys have a great, great rest of your evening. Appreciate the hell out of all of you. Please, please, please hit the like button. Do the review thing on Spotify and Apple and YouTube and make the comments and algorithm and blah, blah, blah. and Do the thing. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you later, everybody. Bye.